And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to podcast. We're going to do a podcast. Welcome into Splitting Hairs Podcast. We're the B team. I'm Brendan. And I'm Ben. We're going to get rocking on just uh, giving a breakdown of what happened last week. Quick preview of what's upcoming uh, across the nation and what our Jacks are looking forward to in our matchup with Southern Utah. What would you think of the game last week here Drake, against Drake? Um, I thought... Again, a little underwhelming. You know, you'd expect us to win by a little more than we did. But um, overall, I thought we looked okay. Um, uh, saw some good things from some young guys again. Um, but uh, I guess notable for me was seeing Cade back in there. Uh, you know, after his injury, you know, you just weren't sure how quick he was going to come back. And seeing him come back and score two touchdowns like that was awesome to see um, and still a lot of confidence in him and going forward. So I guess that would be the notable thing that I saw there. Yeah. He didn't look, he didn't look gimpy at all. That was awesome. That was great to see. And, you know, looking at it when you're watching the game and everything, it didn't feel uh, like a dominating performance, especially on the scoreboard and things like that, which I think a lot of Jacks fans were kind of, we're looking for, you know, because we just have such high expectations as teams. So we know how good this team is, but you go back and you look at the stats, we had almost 400 yards rushing and that's not including the little shovel pass to Cade, which is really a run. So we had our top two running backs average almost 12 yards of carry a piece at a hundred yards plus out of our, out of Wilson and, uh, and out of strong. So was it, or was it just a bland scheme where we just came out, ground them down, played the game? I'm a little disappointed in how the defense did. I think we should have held them down better. Um, but in the end, I don't think it's an end-of-the-world performance. You hear the coaches and the players talk. They know they've, they're, how much how, they know how good they are, and they know that they can improve. So looking forward um, to this week and seeing how they really come off the ball. Yeah, I think I think the final score didn't show us just how dominant they were. You know, I think you know between the the fumble down at the goal line, which that's a second one. Hopefully, we can take that out of our repertoire for the games going forward. But right. and then the other one where we got down to the uh, goal line, didn't score, and then the missed Vinatieri field goal, which don't like seeing that because that was kind of a chip shot there. But um, so the final score should have showed more disparity there, and it didn't. Um, so I think that was the biggest, most underwhelming part of it is um, just not having a bigger distance between between the two teams. Yeah, and I think we're just really spoiled as fans too. We've got to realize last last year we had a ninety to six game, and the coaches never want to have that happen again. So we're probably going to have a lot more of these that it's closer than we would like, and it's going to be the way it is because we. Let's be honest, we felt bad about the Arkansas Pine Bluff game, and I think that shows a little bit in the coaching. Because we haven't seen anything on offense that we've seen for that Minnesota game since. They have got that playbook zipped up. I Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody keeps saying. Man, we, we've looked like garbage since the Minnesota game. But, yeah, I, I think it's been the vanilla playbook, just you know, knowing who the opponent is, knowing we don't have to throw everything out there. So, uh, yeah, it's maybe a little gambling tip. Um 
but that you know we're not going to blow teams out so don't bet on us on a big spread but the second you bet on the other team SDSU will win by 50 so right <laughs> and you know it kind of reminds me of what NDSU did in years prior with Chris Kleiman how many games were they 65 to 10ing people never it was 38 to 6 even if they played you know slack off state so we can read too much into it as fans. I think we're really spoiled. We've got the number three team in the country. You get rowdy over things that, in retrospect, five days later, do we need to be that upset about it? I don't know. We'll find out when conference season starts. Exactly. Is Slackoff State, is that a new D3 school? or? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're down in uh, Chattelassie, um, Florida Sea. I'm excited to see them play. Yeah. They're the purple, <laughs> purple dragons. They're pretty cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> beside Cade, um, I think in a couple of bright spots was obviously, like you said, the the rushing yards we racked up um, between Pierre and Wilson. They both had over 100 yards. Um, the linebackers are flying around again. Uh, Seven Wilson and Logan Backhouse in particular had a lot of tackles. Um, surprised, surprised Roseboom didn't have that many. I'd, I'd have to go back and watch it, but maybe he didn't play as much. Um, but his tackle numbers were way down con- um, considering what we're used to, but um, besides that, uh, it was nice seeing um, Blair Mulhan get a touchdown. Um, guy that doesn't get a whole lot of carries, nice see him get in and get one in there. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, anything else you got to, from the recap on Drake? No, Bacchus was all over the field. He's a lot of fun to watch. Keep an eye on him for the rest of the year. He's got his hair on fire. For I'm sure, looking forward to seeing him making more plays this year. It's going to be great. But yeah, I mean, really. I th- I think I think Seven Wilson's shown some improvement from last year. You know, last year it was kind of like you were hoping that he kind of took that step, and it seems like he's taken that step that he needed to take. To and I mean, if we have him and Backus and Roseboom at that linebacking core, I mean that's that's stout. That's a nasty core. Yep. Oh my god! Turn your phone off. There it is. Rule number one of podcasting. Sorry, I'm kind of a big deal. Okay. <laughs> Can't help it. The people want me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for blowing up your speakers there. Yeah. Uh, heads up. Turn your speakers down a couple minutes ago. <laughs> right. It's going to get loud. All right. <laughs> well, let's move past Drake. Um, let's move into the Missouri Valley games from the week. Um, I don't know if we should lead off with the big the big one or if we should wait till the, wait till the end on the big... Uh, Big game to the south of us there. Oh, um, let's save it till the end. That's a good idea. Save because I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> really well, looking forward to that. <laughs> beyond <laughs> beyond the game we're holding back on, uh, we had Montana State not winning by as much as we thought. The lead pipe lock came through, but. We had to sweat it out at the end. Uh, they only won by nine, 23-14 against Western Illinois. So I don't know if that was a product of – I think it's a product of Western Illinois' defense is still probably respectable, uh, but their offense I think is not good and not going to get them anywhere this year. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with just the road trip, and I wouldn't be surprised if Montana State was – not really giving 
Western Illinois their full attention. I don't know who I don't even remember who they play this week, but I wouldn't be surprised coming off of their big gold rush game. They still covered, so not gonna cry any tears there. But yeah, it was surprising how close that game was. Yeah. What did you think about uh, NDSU's performance against Delaware? Uh, you know, it was about as expected. Um, not terribly surprised. Delaware just is a team coming back to their former glory, but they're not there yet. I don't think they have the offensive forces quite yet. And NDSU does to what they do to one-dimensional teams. If you're only good on defense or you're only good on offense, it's not going to work out. And that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, besides those two games, um, you know, the rest of the Missouri Valley pretty much performed like we thought they would. Um, the scores were close to what the spreads indicated they would be. However, there is one outlier. One. One team that at home was a 29-point favorite against a team that had not won an SCS game in, was it 18, 17? 16. 16 game FCS losing streak. Yes. So you think never won an out of conference FCS game, if I remember correctly. So not great odds for that team to win. However, they did. And the team that they beat is none other than the Coyotes of USD. I think it should just be the University of South Dakota because they don't have a D down there, you know? So. Zinga, I like that. That's <laughs> no. Feel free, feel free to use it. I'm not copywriting it. I'm not Ohio State or anything. So hey, knock your socks off and use that one. <laughs> <laughs> Their defense is so bad, though. I mean, I, I it sounds like they've got a new D coordinator that was trying out some new things at, at this level, and clearly they're just not working. They're a dumpster fire. So. I guess we'll we'll back up a little bit. Houston Baptist was the team that they lost to. Um, they Houston Baptist beat USD fifty three to fifty two. Yep. Um, it came down to the wire. Houston Baptist chose to go for two uh, towards the end of regulation, made it, and USD couldn't do anything about it after that. So, uh, I don't I know what to say. Game and, well, I watched the end of that game because I saw it was close and went no way. Um, but I do have to point out in all fairness here to not be totally biased and just enjoy ramming on that team on down South. But um, they uh, Houston Baptist has played pretty decent this year. They really took um, their FBS team that they played UTEP down to the wire. It's not a great FBS team, but they appear to be on the upswing. Uh, Their quarterback looked like a pretty good little player. Um, And just, USD couldn't get off the field. They could not stop them. Couldn't stop the passing attack to save their souls. And until they get that sorted out, they're going to be, yeah, a long road to hell. That's for yeah. sure. Because, I mean, yeah, their, their offense did score 52, but, again, that's against Houston Baptist. I mean, if I was USD, I hope Houston Baptist is playing better than than previously and that they just – roll through the rest of their season so that this loss doesn't look as embarrassing. But at this point, embarrassing is a good word for it. Yeah, and I think uh, you saw all their fans say that as well. So, um, yeah, they got 
they've got some soul searching to do. They do have an opportunity this week for a bounce back to save their confidence. And honestly, in my opinion, if they don't win this week, that team mentally is, might just check out. And yeah, I'm going to be really nervous about the end of the year game because I, if I remember right, there was some last time USD wasn't in contention and we were playing for a seed, they were fairly chippy and I was nervous about some players getting dinged up unnecessarily. So hopefully that doesn't happen. It's a rivalry game. You never know, but we'll see what happens. We'll, uh, we'll move on from there so we don't bash them too hard. Um, any national right. games of note for you? Yeah, we're professionals, darn it. <laughs> oh, right, right. Um, gosh, let me look. Who did you have done? We talked about this, and now I'm just space I'm space cadetting right now. So the, the main Towson game was the big one. Right, that was the one that happened last week. Right. That was and... the big one. And Towson uh, worked them pretty good. I didn't get to catch any of that because it's CAA and they have their own special little network and can't be on ESPN plus like everybody else and their brother. <laughs> so thanks CAA. <laughs> but um, looking at the score, uh, Towson handled them pretty good. Uh, I was surprised by that. To be honest, I kind of looked at Maine taking that game. Um, maybe it was just some mental hesitation for me after Towson dropped the game to Duquesne last year, but F. Towson took took it to them, and they looked like a darn good team. They looked like a fairly scary good team, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that was one that was supposed to be close. It was only a three-and-a-half-point spread, and Maine was favored by three-and-a-half, um, which we both picked. And, you know, Towson wins 45-23 to 23 at Maine. So, I mean, that's definitely big statement for Towson. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they, you know, keep that momentum going and, you know, prove that they're, uh, you know, potentially a top five team this year. Right. No beyond other that, opportunities. Yeah, for sure. In the CAA. Uh, beyond that, I think another notable one was uh, Jacksonville State beating Eastern Washington. That game was insane. Did you watch any of that? Didn't catch it. Yeah, that game was sick. Uh, quick recap for folks who didn't get to keep up with it. Uh, didn't know what was going on. Eastern Washington jumped all over Jacksonville State. I didn't get to watch the beginning of it. I watched the last quarter or so. Going into the last quarter, I believe Jacksonville State was down by 21 points or more. And they raged back and ended up winning that game at home. Uh, I have a friend who is a Jacksonville State game fan, and my phone was just blowing up, and we had to do some wellness checks on him after that game to make sure he did all right. Shout out to Grant. But um, he survived. So uh, that game was wild. Um, I think it showed some a lot more intestinal fortitude than I thought Jacksonville State had as team after their first showing against Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, I think it says a lot for Southeastern Louisiana in general with how they laid a whooping to Jacksonville State. And it opened up a lot of concerns for Eastern Washington defensively that we had kind of wondered about after they gave up 31 points to a D2 team. But then you go down there and you let a team rage back like that and you're looking like the Eastern Washington team of old. And, you know, I had these discussions with Eastern Washington fans at the start of the season. They're ragging on SDSU about, well, you lost your quarterback. We bring all these guys back. All we have to do is replace some guys on defense. 
you're Eastern Washington. You're not exactly known for reloading on defense. You're known for having a good defense once in a while, kind of like the Green Bay Packers where once every 10 years you got a good defense and then it's a scary <laughs> team, you know. But um, And their defense has some serious issues. I believe one of their best defensive players went down. So that caused a major shakeup in the rankings nationwide a lot of discussion going on about where you rank in southeastern Louisiana, eastern Washington, Jacksonville State. Disparity all over the board. Nobody knows what to do with them. And it 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 was fun. It makes it fun. Definitely. Beyond that, I think uh, we should dive into the pick recap from last week. Uh, we would have I do. well, we'd have what's called a regression to the mean for you. You had your oh, seven and great seven, seven and five week last week, and then this week you went five and six. Hey, never so, forget. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was seven not, five one. Not terrible, but it's still a losing record. Um, I ended up going eight and three. So ah, yeah, there it is. Props to me. Props yeah, to me. Uh, congratulations! Oh, great and wise pickmaster. We bow. <laughs> we bow before you. I mean, there's a reason why we called this game "Fade Brandon Get Rich." This is true. I, uh, maybe we should call it "Follow Ben Get Rich" too. But oh, whoa, I, I, don't, right. I don't. I don't. I don't want yeah. that on my shoulders. So. Hey, you got to be able to walk through a door after this podcast. So maybe <laughs> squeeze your head a little bit. Holy crap! <laughs> So we'll see if I can continue that domination. Let's, uh, as a recap, we've got I'm overall 22 and 16, and you are 17 and 21. So you got some catching up to do. I do got some catching up to do. That's okay. It's a long season, a lot of picks. I think I got a chance. Right. Speaking I, I got of, you right where I want you. All right. Well, let's see where you're going with this one. Uh, the only out of conference game or out of outside of NBFC game we have this week is Villanova at Towson, who had that big statement win over Maine um, last year. Towson went to Nova and won 45 to 35. This year, Towson's a three and a half point favorite at home. Hmm. That's a tough game. Villanova's look. Villanova hasn't really played anybody. We thought they played somebody when they laid a whoop into. Um, Colgate, but it turns out Colgate's just not very good. Um, but they looked like a real squad, and Towson obviously just laid the wood to Maine. So they're only three and a half point favorites at home. So you're basically saying it's a pick them with home field advantage. Correct. So I'm fairly high in Villanova, but I'm going to go with the home team and I'll, I'll, I'll go with uh, Towson. Yeah, I think it's hard not to pick Towson after a big win like that. Um, you know, you could see a little regression, but and and the three and a half is scary. It'd be nice if it was two and a half, but I'm going to go with Towson as well there. Next one we got up is into Missouri Valley play. We've got Eastern Illinois going to Indiana State, and Indiana State is a big 17 and a half point favorite in that one. Think oh. they cover that big number? Oh. I know, that's big. Um, why? <laughs> Why do you do these things to me? Uh, that's not very nice. I don't appreciate that. Hey, they covered. Yeah, I'll take Indiana they, State. I'll take. They Indiana covered State. eleven last week uh, by winning by twelve. So against an uh, Eastern Kentucky team is probably better than Eastern Illinois. So yeah, I, I'll I'll go with them. I'm gonna go against you. I don't think 
Indiana State is good enough to win by more than a couple touchdowns and a field goal. So I'll take the 17 and a half points with Eastern Illinois there. Okay, but you know what to do. <laughs> exactly. Take notes. Um, Youngstown State has a bye this week. Bellini can rest easy. And then we've got a pretty big matchup with uh, UC Davis at NDSU. And NDSU is a 25 and a half point favorite in that one. Yeah, you know it's crazy to think that the number four team is going into the number one team and is that big of a spread. That's nuts because you know if SDSU is going up there, I don't think there's any way in hell if Gibbs is playing that the spread's that big. So, um, can't that game against San Diego just makes me nervous about UC Davis? But twenty five and a half points. Um, they have the spread passing offense that can give NDSU fits. Sure, I'll take UC Davis just to be me and not pick NDSU. So I'm going to pick, I'll take Davis in the points. I think that's a smart way to go here. Um, I think you might see the spread come down by the time Saturday rolls around, but uh, I'm going to go with UC Davis in the points as well. And then we go to Southern Illinois, who travels to Sunbelt Foe, Arkansas State. And Arkansas State is a 23-point favorite in that one. I mean, that's that's a big spread. And Southern that's Illinois, they've shown they, a little life, at least. Yeah, and they just went and laid the wood to UMass. But UMass is horrific and would be, a, I honestly think, would be a bad FCS team. I'll take the points with Southern Illinois. And if anybody has been paying attention as we've been going along with Southern Illinois, I am guaranteed to be wrong on <laughs> Southern Illinois. So just go ahead and do the opposite of what I do, and you'll just bet everything on it, and you'll win. You did You did pick them right last week, though. They only had 9.5 points, and they won by 14. So, How am I going to get people to blame me for losing their house if you if you bring up things <laughs> like that? Well... Just trying to give you some confidence, I guess. Uh, well, I got plenty of confidence. Just ask people. Yeah. Arkansas State is a team that's, I don't know, they're like a middling Sunbelt team, I guess we'll say. Um, they just lost to Georgia by 55 points, uh, 55 to zero. So, I mean, Georgia's, Georgia's good, but I'm going to go with Arkansas State not covering. I'm going to go with Southern Illinois in this one. Oh, you sly dog. <laughs> You've disagreed on what? One so far? Yeah, just one. I, oh, this is weird. I don't like it. Doing the right thing by following me a little bit. But I'm picking so, first. Eh, well. <laughs> you're getting lucky. <laughs> I'll go with that. So then we got uh, Tennessee Tech going to Western Illinois. And Western Illinois is a 17.5 point favorite on that one. They're gonna have the offense to win by that much? No, no, they're not. I kind of agree with you. I I think seventeen and a half is too much. Um, so we're gonna be on the same side on that one again. Next one, I'll pick first. Maybe you'll go opposite me. Whoa. Idaho State at UNI, who's up to number six now in the AGS poll. They're rising. Yes, they are. I think they look like a darn good team, though. They do. 
but I think that Idaho State's going to provide a little bit of a challenge for them, but I think that they'll win by more than 14. So I'm going to take UNI uh, by 14 against Idaho State. 14 points, Brad? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, give me UNI. I think uh, they'll come out and have a point to prove, even though um, their run game is down this year for what they normally do. They've been slinging the ball. Sling the ball a lot with their freshman quarterback, and he's been doing a darn good job. That kid's going to be scary. But, yeah, I think they cover. So then we go to USD going to Northern Colorado, and Northern Colorado is a six-point dog in this one. So uh, I think normally USD would be about a 17-point favorite, but due to their recent um, issues, they're only only a six-point favorite. And I'm going to take USC to bounce back. Um, I I think Nielsen, while I think he's overrated, I think he's still a decent coach. And Northern Colorado is pretty bad, and I've heard that his start, their starting quarterback may be out. So I'm going to go with USD covering the six there. Yeah, their starting quarterback went out, and they were a bad team before that started. Sac State laid the wood to him, but Sac State's starting to look like an up-and-comer. USD's not exactly a road warrior team. That's my concern. I mean, they've lost at Southern Illinois recently, if I remember correctly, when they had really no business doing that. So, <sighs> give me Northern Colorado. That's ballsy with the starting quarterback out. I think I'm pretty sure that that spread started out like four or three, and then it went up to six after the quarterback news. So, go big or go home. That's my motto. I like it. Just pile on USD. Hopefully they. No, it it'd be. I'd like to see him bounce back, but we'll see. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> so then, did uh, I say that while I was? I'm sorry. Yeah, people can't see my face. They don't know if I'm lying or not. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> he was very sincere about that. Everybody, <laughs> letting you all know that was a very sincere comment from Ben. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no problem. What's we here for? <laughs> so we got Northern Arizona going to. Illinois State. Illinois State is a ten and a half point favorite in that one. What do you got? Mm. Illinois State doesn't have much of an offense this year outside of the run game. So ten and a half points. Oh, that's kind of a tough line. Like that's set well. I think I'll take uh, Northern Arizona. I, I'm going to agree with you there. I don't think Illinois State has the offense to run away from a team, so I like I like plus 10.5 there. And then we've got uh, Kennesaw State going to Missouri State. Missouri State's a 13.5-point dog in that one. It boils down to how do you feel Kennesaw is. Do you think they're, they're number nine in the country ranking? off of the game at Kent State, or are they – did they play a bad FBS team and have just trounced a bunch of D2 teams? So I honestly could see Missouri State coming out and getting the game. Unfortunately, I saw Missouri State go get their tails kicked by Northern Arizona, so I'm going to take Kennesaw State. I'd agree. I like 13.5. I'll take them winning by two touchdowns there. Absolutely. Lastly, we go to Southern Utah coming to the Jack Stadium, and we are 28.5-point favorites. 
We won 55 to 10 last time we saw him in 2015. I think the big unknown is how much are we going to see Gibbs? Yeah. Is he going to come out? Um, do they want to get him some reps or a couple series or a half um, and come out maybe a little earlier than they originally planned just to get him some rhythm before the Southern Illinois game and conference play opens up or do they want to give him the full rest till conference play starts? But that being said, even if he doesn't play, uh, I expect um, – I've never seen the team where I, – I, I can't remember Coach Stig calling out players before. He didn't call out anybody by name, but if anybody watched a press conference, he did bring up um, that it was – some of it had to do with the players' mental sharpness. And I think they're going to take that to heart and have an attitude. Plus, I'm going to bet they had an unfor- a not very pleasant week in practice. And everybody's been angry all week. And they are going to be looking to take it out on somebody. And there's going to be Thunderbird feathers flying. So even if Nelson starts, I think we come out looking to prove a point. After all the questions and murmuring are start to happening, instead of rosy press clippings, I think uh, team comes out angry for real this time. So give me the jacks. I'll take the points. And that's a lot of points, but I'll take them. I'm going to as well. You know, they only won against one by one twenty eight against Drake last week, and we should have won by you know forty. So uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to bank on us protecting the ball a little better, finishing out drives, and I think Gibbs will be in for a little bit, and so I think we'll put up some points with him in there. I'll take SDSU cover in there. So, All right. Well, a little bit more uh, agreement on our picks this time, so hopefully I can catch up a game or two on you here, Ben. But that should about wrap us, wrap us up for the night here, folks. So as always, go big, go blue, go Jacks.